Hey, I'm not a rapper, so ain't no intro. I'm just talking my shit, cause life can be a funny and funky hoe. This is Views from the Hill Podcast with me, Mo Hill. What's going on? What's happening, y'all? Welcome to another new episode of Views from the Hill Podcast with me. Mo Hill, what's going on with y'all? What's happening? How y'all been? I hope y'all good. Hope y'all straight. Hope y'all 100%, 150%. Cause guess what? I'm back on my game. I'm back on my shit. Um, I got back to Indy, Indianapolis, Indiana from Omaha, man. And I just been chilling. Like being away for a month in a whole different place is, is nerve wracking. And at the same time, it was interesting. But at the same time, I was just like ready to get back home. And so when I got back home, I just been chilling. So now I'm about to get back on, you know, the YouTube videos, the podcast, you know, I joined TikTok. Follow me on TikTok at Mobile Weekly. You did what I'm saying. Find me on there. I didn't realize how funny and random TikTok was. Like I was never on Vine when it was out um, years back. It was out when I was in college. Matter of fact, my all, all four years of college or my last three to two, two and a half, three years, whatever it was. TikTok was around when I was in college and then after I graduated, you know, they, you know, closed the app or whatever, shut it down or whatever. So I was never on Vine. I would see the videos on Facebook, but I never joined Vine. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to see what this TikTok thing about. And I joined TikTok and that shit is fucking hilarious. Like some of the shit be stupid. Some of the shit be serious. Some of the shit just be random. Some of the shit just be like, who the fuck thinks of this type of shit? Like what y'all that bored that y'all just be like, all right, I'm about to do this today and i'm gonna post it on tiktok and i'm gonna see where it goes because you just basically went for i'm gonna see where it goes and recorded the video and it should be fucking hilarious to me um the serious shit i done shitted a couple tears like somebody had like it's this sound where like um i forget the words to it but it's, they they put they put it to like um when somebody died so they show the before like you were here i love you and then it goes to the like the climax of the the sound goes to like super dramatic and sad and shit and you find out the person died and I was just like what the fuck like the emotions I go through on TikTok is it's too much sometimes but mainly but mainly as I try to get my words together the shit be funny um so I joined TikTok follow me on TikTok at Mohill Weekly and um yeah I'm trying to you know put together my own because you I mean you see what I just I don't want to put this. I mean, I just been reacting to a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm late to the game, so some of these videos been on there for forever. So I'm late to reacting. So I just been reacting and you know just giving my genuine reaction to these videos. Um, I digress. I am doing this podcast. This podcast is basically a review of the Colin Kaepernick um mini series or limited um series on Netflix with. That's just based off his life, um, his early years, you know, and, you know, being adopted and going to an all-white school, being adopted by all-white family and the uh, struggles of being biracial in all-white society that he was brought into. Like, you know, he was giving up. So he was basically taken in by this white couple and they influenced his his way of thinking, his views on certain things because all they know is whiteness. But come to find out, you know, he finally gained his own view and realized, you know, there's power in his black side and his blackness and who he is as a man. And then he just realized like white people just will never get it. They will never understand. 
from the black point of view, you can always bite off our culture. You can always bite off our sound, our music, um, our presence, our, our, or everything, but you just will never understand what it is to be black in America. And what I liked about this show is not only did it tell his story of who he became um, as a man outside of, uh, I don't want to put it. it, it tells the story of how he got to where he is today outside of being an NFL pro football player, right? It tells of why he's into um the uh social justice movement and why he makes certain moves that he make outside of you know playing football and sports and um and why he, he kneeled why he took a knee and why he was saying i'm just doing a silent protest you know for this for the injustices against black and brown people in this uh in america so colin kaepernick's um Colin in black and white you know it, it came together with him and ava duvernay you know um a black filmmaker, you know, writer. And, you know, anything that she touches, Ava DuVernay touches, is like gold. Like, she has a way of telling black stories that's just like, it's different. Like, you you can really put yourself in that scene, like, in that, into that, that storyline, that script, and, and understand the perspective of which she's telling. And it, I feel like that's just not not just like a black thing. I think that's just a cultural thing. Like she's just able to tap in to that, you know, that that inner uh, emotion and and give a point of view that you really use. Like, hey, I really didn't think about it like that. I really didn't see it like that. So that's why I really rock with Ava DuVernay hard. Like not only just because she's just a black woman, she's amazing, but she just has a way of telling stories that you that make you think, that make you be like, damn, for real. You know, and that's just that's just me. But with this Colin in black and white, though, like this is dope because Colin Kaepernick gets to tell his story because he's able to have this platform to tell it. We can kind of be placed in those moments. Right. And what I get from the moral of the story is, you know, create your own destiny. Don't let the outside world dictate who you are what your future will be and what you can contribute to this world, like your impact. And no matter what you're going through at that moment, it will get better. You know, at times you want to cuss somebody out at times you want to be like, man, who the fuck you talking to? But understanding like, and those reaction type moments, sometimes it just be, it just means to be still. And he was being still a lot. Like I just, the main, I think, you know, the moral of the story is, you know, create your own destiny and don't let the world dictate who you are, right? But the main thing, I really, the number one thing, that's like number two, the number one thing I gathered from this is white people will never understand. Now, I already knew this. I'm black. I'm a black woman in America. Okay. I come from a black family. I was, and I was in a predominantly black um, school system. And then my mom moved. And then, so I was in a predominantly white school system. So I had, the understanding and the views from two different cultures if that makes sense so i only knew why people didn't understand they will never understand no matter how how much they say you get that one white person that say no i really get it like i can never be in your shoes i can never live your life i can never understand the obstacle obstacles that you go through no you always have that one that that truly does have that understanding at heart and in their mind like they can process that shit but then you just get the other group that's like one out of ten right you get 90% of America that just don't fucking get it. And 
this Colin in black and white is the prime example of that he's an adopted biracial um baby and so you he's adapted to his environment so you i'm adopt he's adopted by this white couple in his wife in his white family in his white environment this white culture everything is whitewashed everything the few black people that he did encounter was whitewashed too like the black dude didn't even see oh girl see the see the black chick the black girl uh what's her name crystal for being a black queen that she is like you 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 gaming for the white girl over here, which is fine with you. That's your preference. But at the same time, you ain't got to tear down another black woman who looks just like you, who looks like your mama, in order to impress or in order to be like, yeah, she's she's prettier than her. Like we all we all look good, but don't don't come for somebody that look black. That that girl look like your mama. That's why I don't understand about about black men that um say they can't date a black woman. For various reasons, she loud, she um, she do too much, she too strong, she don't know how to submit, this, that, and the third, whatever your case may be. But, like, you you tear down a black woman, but at the same time, that same black woman you tearing down look like your mama. Could be your mama. You are 100% black. You might have some some sprinkles of whatever, some Creole, some Indian, whatever the case may be in your in your bloodline. But nine times out of ten, that, that black chick you, you downing, you degrading, making derogatory comments about, looks like your mama. Right? So how are you just going to come at her sideways but then try to say this white chick look better? Like, bro, you, you just belittled yourself, fam. Like, I don't, I don't get, and I'm not one that's like, you got to marry black, keep it all black. I am pro-black, but if, I'm not going to knock you for who you, who you like, man. That's your preference. Do you? Like, I can't, I don't pay none of your bills. I don't pay your rent, your car note. I don't clean your house, clean your dirty drawers. I don't make your bed. Like you make your own bed and you lay in that shit. I don't. So you got to deal with that shit at the end of the day, at the end of the day, not me. So that's why I don't really come on like strong about that type of all black, everything in a sense. Like I, like I said, I am pro black, but like I don't enforce it in that way. Cause I don't pay these motherfuckers bills. That ain't my job. Like they have to deal with that shit. Not me. What I do over here is what I do over here. What they do over there is what they do over there. That's why I don't really trip. So anyway, back to the point. Um, you know, he, he just you know, he's just in a world where they just don't get it. Um and and from that, like I just noticed that in him telling his story, I've encountered a lot of mixed people. I was I mean, like I said, I went to a predominantly white school, and that predominantly white school was a lot of mixed kids, a lot of black dads, white moms, mainly. I really, I don't even remember not one black mom, white dad, or any other variation of mixture um, going on. It was mainly black dad, white mom. So I saw that what being mixed was like, people thinking being mixed is um, superior because you have maybe the curlier hair, the fairer skin. Like if you was in living in the 1870s, you could pass because your skin is so light. You can't tell the difference. Um, you know, you, you, you mix the two and you get the pretty eyes, like the blue green eyes, but and stuff like that. So I, I've seen it with my own eyes and I get it, you know, and what I put on that is that even though you're mixed, that don't give you a free pass. It does not give you a free pass. You still got to deal with the, you still got to deal with the same shit we do. Your black side going to always overpower that white side always even if you're not claiming that shit you still black at the end of the day 50 percent of you is black don't give you a free pass 
people still gonna treat you as if you black, especially if they find out you black. People still gonna treat you as if you black. You get pulled over, you're fifty percent chance of getting shot. Not the whole hundred because you don't appear to be black, but they notice. Mm, you got a little seasoning on you. Fifty percent chance you gonna. You you gonna have a gun pulled on you, or they gonna be holding that holster, which was presented in this document, uh, in, in this docu series about his life when they're on their way to baseball games and dad been flying on a highway, going past this one cop on the motorcycle whole time, weeks weeks at a time. The moment he gets in the driver's seat, the moment he takes off and come past this same cop, he getting pulled over. Now, mind you, his daddy done waved at this cop. Numerous times going down this same highway where he been parked at the same time, same place, basically. The moment Colin getting the driver's seat, same thing, getting pulled over. Whoop, whoop. Sorry, sorry, what's going on? I asked the question. The fuck you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to f- figure out what what's going on. Why you pulled me over? And that's that's what happens in today's society. Whoop, whoop. Officer, I'm just trying to figure out why why you pulled me over. Don't don't ask me anything. Uh, what? So we've already been conditioned and trained in black culture to not even ask questions, man. Like before he even get to your window, have your shit in your hand. Your your hands are visible. You don't make no sudden movements like none of that shit. We've already been given that talk and been conditioned to understand that concept. With Colin being in a white family and being adopted by a white family, they don't get that. They don't get his his anxiety. After being pulled over, after that got, after the cop literally grabbed his toaster when he went to go grab for his permit, like, bro, I'm just trying to grab my permit. Like, what, what, what's happening? You know, which happens in today's society. We see it all the time. Black people get pulled over, be, be treated like dogs. But a white, white man do it, white woman do it, white woman cry, white woman tears. It's over. It's over. It's over. She, goddamn, he chauffeuring her to her fucking house with lights on. Okay, just follow me. I'll take you home. Right. So when he that happened, and the fact that his parents didn't understand why he was like literally sweating and in tears and confusion and not understanding what just happened, like the the cop literally reaching for his holster because he was reaching for his permit. Like the fact that his parents really dismissed that fact and didn't understand what was happening you just because you mixed and just because your parents is white that don't mean shit and the cop literally asked was like are you guys okay asking his parents and he was like bro he's like 16 why the fuck would a 16 year old be kidnapping two old white people I'm not saying that it probably hasn't happened in in society before. I'm not saying that, but like, let's be real. Like these these two white people was in this car, happy as fuck. They not tripping. They not crying. They not scared. She not clutching her pearls. He not clutching his wallet. You know what I mean? Clutching his chest. He ain't having a heart attack. Like, so why are you asking them if they're okay when you got this whole mixed child in the car? You should be asking him, is he okay? He, they could have very well kidnapped him. But because you got two white people in his car, immediately, are you guys okay? Are you, you all right, right? Nothing's going on? Okay. You're safe? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And it's, especially in this day and age, this shit still happens. It's not, nothing's changed. You just, the goddamn day and year. You know what I'm saying? Um, but just because you mixed, 
does not give you a free pass. Like, it just, it is crazy how this shit still happens. Like, no matter, and, and, and as black people, we talk about this all the time. We just, there's no need to be amazed by the bullshit that still happens to us. Cause it's going to continue to happen. No, no legislation, no, no laws, no nothing is going to change the fact of being black in America makes it hard to succeed and have access to the same thing. Like if I try to go get a loan today, it's going to be counted against me because I'm black. If I try to go get a car today, it's going to be counted against me. They're going to automatically think my credit ain't right, which my credit A1. Don't play with me now. I pay my bills on time. Um, housing, you know, if I try to buy a house, it's going to be accounted against me because I'm black because especially I'm trying to move into a white neighborhood. Oh my God. What? You're trying to you're trying to come into a white neighborhood? Oh, get one. Oh my God. Here are the rest of them coming. It's like, what the fuck? How? How is me and the rest put in the same sentence, bitch? I'm just trying to live like you live, trying to pay my bills, trying to live my life, trying to enjoy my life. I ain't worried about the bullshit. You, you're bringing the bullshit to my door. You bringing it to me. But it's all good. We just, you know, as black people, we just don't have the same access as, you know, white counterparts. And that's, that's been for centuries, you know, since slavery being brought over here on slave ships and chains and being whipped and um, being forced to work for and being forced to work for free. But when we start working for free, we're called lazy. Like, make it make sense, bitch. You're going to either pay me or you're going to pay me. Hold I'm not working for free. You got me fucked up. But, you know, over time, you know, we just, as as a culture, we just learn to deal with it. And just, it's always that working 10 times harder as the next man, even when the next man look like you. Um, and it's just, we, we've just grown to not necessarily accept it, but just, you know, Keep it pushing because, I mean, stopping ain't going to cure it. Saying some shit never helps because you, then you're deemed angry. Then you're deemed um, hostile when you're just trying to get your point across. Um, so it, it just basically just is what it is. But at the same time of it being is what it is, you know, black culture is and always will be the blueprint because without us, you have nothing to talk about. Let's be real. Even in black culture, black women. If you if you didn't see your black mama, aunties, cousins, grannies, you know what I mean, sisters, somebody do some funny shit or look a funny way, you wouldn't have shit to talk about. You wouldn't have shit to make comedy about, rag on, whatever you want to call it. So we, we, we make it a blueprint. People want to dress like us, look like us. You see all these motherfuckers getting um them BBLs, bitch. This is natural over here. My lips natural, complexion natural. I don't need to. I don't need no tan in bed. I don't need no no natural sun, bitch. I sit in the sun too long. My black ass is back inside. I don't want to get too dark. You understand me? But it's natural. It comes natural because it's natural. You know what I mean? But we gonna always be the blueprint. People will always bite off the culture and say, no, we made this up. No, bitch, you, you really didn't. That's like when the TikTok thing, when these, all these TikTok uh, creators is creating all these dances, but only white people was getting noticed. Like, no, that white person gets, got it from somewhere. A black creator created that shit. They did it, but it went viral because they white or whatever the case may have been. And then it was like a whole TikTok dance strike or some bullshit that I heard about. So... They gonna, we gonna always be the blueprint. They gonna always bite off our 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 game and what we have to offer, and try to 
remake it, but it's never that. You, you can tell it's never the same because even with your cooking, you can't even make macaroni right. Motherfuckers using blocks of Velveeta cheese. What the fuck? Now, it's the black people that's probably doing the same shit. But yo, even even in, in Colin in black and white, his mama couldn't cook. He was putting salt and pepper on everything. But the day he went to old girl house to get his hair braided at her crib, she was like, you hungry? Yeah, well, I'm hungry. Give me some food. His mama goes, oh, he needs a lot of salt and pepper. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. This, this already seasoned right. You don't, you motherfuckers don't know how to cook. You could try it. You could try to, you could try to remake it, duplicate it, imitate it, all that good shit, but you can never make it the same. It, can, it will never be the same. You will always be mad and always be hating, always be clutching your pearls because you can never do it the way we do it. And his mama was a prime example of that shit. Prime example. Oh, he needs salt and pepper. No, actually, mama's straight. Fuck you mean it's straight. You you put salt and pepper on all of my food. You could just tell it in her face. That's what she, that's what she was saying. You put salt and pepper on all of my food. What, what do you mean it's good, bitch? You can't fucking cook. You you make that white woman shit. It ain't the same. It ain't the same as when you get that down south. You know, no that that especially when granny granny throw down on Thanksgiving when she got greens, beans, potatoes, tomato, ham, hog, whatever. You know what I mean? It ain't the same. And his mom was just like stunned by it. And he was just like, you really can't cook. She made something, a frittata or some weird shit. He ended up putting ketchup all over that shit. And it's like, bro, you really can't cook at all. But like I say, they're going to continue to buy off the culture because it's the blueprint. It is what it is. But in my final thought about that, because, you know, he had a whole hair journey. Um, well, it's not even a final thought because I got two more things I want to talk about. Because everywhere they went, his parents never took up for him. Even, you know, at home when he, with his hair journey because his life ties in. So everywhere they went, his parents never took up for him or never sided with him because they didn't understand, right? Right? People will never understand. They always felt like Colin was the problem. Felt like he was being feisty or causing the commotion or whatever whatever have you. Um, but what got me was the hotels, which happens all the time. Like I remember I was in college and I went to go buy a hoodie and the dude I was with um was, you know, in there talking shit, you know, doing dumb shit. We weren't even doing dumb shit that was like destroying um property or anything. We weren't even being loud. We was just, you know, in there kicking shit, just being goofy. And the front lady, the front uh, desk worker, she comes around and all of a sudden she's checking the clothes. And it's like, what the fuck is this bitch following me? So I didn't pay no mind. And so me and him still laughing and joking. And I turn around. She's over my right shoulder by the hoodies. I was just touching. It's like, bitch, if I really wanted to steal some shit, I would have already grabbed it and walked the fuck out. But it's not even that deep to me because number one, I'm too pretty for jail. I ain't fucking with jail. And number two, none of this shit in this fucking bookstore is worth it. I'm on campus, fam. Like, why the fuck would I steal somebody? Not saying, again, not saying somebody ain't never tried it or did it. Like, but what? Because I'm black? Like, you following me around? Me and him the only two in here. And me, on top of that, me and him didn't even have no book bags. So what the fuck? I'm going to just run out with the shit in my hand? 
I don't even know where to put this shit. I'm not putting this shit on. So it's just like, why are you following us around? I asked him, I was like, yo, is she following us? He's like, I really ain't been paying no attention. And then, so he really, so me and him just started paying attention at the same time. And he was like, no, yo, she really following us. I was like, man, let's just get, get up out of here. Cause she doing too much. Now, instead of me causing a scene, being considered hostile, being an angry black woman, you know, basically telling her about herself and giving her the business, right? Which in turn would have made been a a bad reflection on me, cause again I'm hostile. I'm coming at this woman for no reason. She just in here doing her job, making sure everything's straight. But bitch wasn't doing her job prior to us coming in here. This bitch was in here just chilling. But we come in here and we walking around. All of a sudden, you, you now you need to stretch your legs. Now all of a sudden now you need to find something to do. All of a sudden now you checking the clothes, you checking the hoodies, and all that type. Like nah, bro, like you doing too much. You only doing that shit cause we black. That's the only reason you're doing that shit. So how it ties into this calling in black and white is the fact that at these hotels with the same shit. Motherfuckers just looking at him stupid or sideways, giving him a side eye because he because he black. What the fuck? What that mean? Like, cause I'm black, I'm in here causing you literally see this white boy in here doing too much. But because I'm black, I, I what I, it don't make sense. I don't even have words for it, right? Bro, this white boy in here, he like when they um went to a hotel and they had ice cream and he went to go get a second. She was like, I already served you. He was like, Yeah, but everybody didn't get around. She was like, But I already served you. So she wouldn't get him another one. But white boy that was cause he considered his friend had like eighteen cups. It's like, what? And the white boy was like, Why you even giving up the cup? She was like, Everybody been served. He didn't even said to himself, like, everybody went up there. What you talking about? She won't give me another one. And instead of homeboy being a homeboy, to go get him another one, he just went up there and helped himself. Which okay, you being selfish, you a kid, who cares? You don't he really don't get it either. But the white lady just being extra. You see the black man and now you, you have this preconceived notion because he's black. You judging this man, this boy by the color of his skin. What hotel worker, what what threw me off and what really would have set me off? Um even though my mom gave me the talk of, you know, you change your schools, you're going to a white school, there's things you can and can't do, things you can and can't say, and ways you can and can't act. So, with that being said, they were all in, um, like a conference room, right? And they interacting the food, playing football, doing what kids do, being boys and whatnot. And so the lady comes in there and was like, y'all need to get out, but sing- like literally singled him out immediately. He's sitting in the chair chilling. You see all these other white boys around him acting an ass, showing they ass, being a whole complete fool. But because this, this young black man over here sitting over here chilling, you have a problem with that. He ain't did shit wrong, but minding his fucking business, minding his black business, and here your white ass come. Here she come. Then, turns around, once he stood up, she grabs his arm. Me... I would have punched that bitch. Because at that point, that's assault to me. Why the fuck are you grabbing my arm? Ain't no point in time during this uh, interaction or altercation. Not even an altercation. It was just an interaction. And no point in time did it require you to put your hands on me. At no point in time. So, at that point in time, I'm slapping your hand away and I'm punching you in the face. And that goes back to my mama saying, there are certain ways you can and can't act. There are certain ways you can and can't react. You have to let some shit go because of the color of your skin. And white white woman tears are weapons. 
a white bitch start crying, it's a wrap. You ain't got no chance. No chance. A white woman cries wolf, Emmett Till. A white woman cries wolf, Emmett Till. End of story. Point blank, point blank, period. That's it. Right? So, when I saw that happening and I saw her grab his elbow, like, I immediately wanted to punch her in the face. Like, that, it, it's just a natural reaction because it's like, bitch, why you touching me? Ain't no reason during this whole interaction for that. You questioning me about my room and shit like that. Like, my parents checked me in. You saw me come in with my parents. You saw me come in with this group of boys right here. All these white boys, you saw me come in here with them. So, what the fuck? Why are you singling me out? Why are you trying to make it make it a scene just about me? You got a problem, not me. I'm a, I'm a literally... But buddy was in there minding his black business, sitting down chilling, laughing at these idiots. And you come in here straight towards me, singling me out like I'm the one in here throwing a football and running around, jumping on tables, jumping on chairs, and all this crazy bullshit. Nah, bitch, that ain't had work. That 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 ain't had work, bro. And the one time they were in the elevator, and a white man. Was checking to see if his parents are are okay again. Like, hey, are you are you guys okay? Looking dead at him. He was like, yeah, I'm alright too. And his parents said, well, someone's feisty. Bitch, you really. His parents really didn't get it. The passive aggression, the microaggressions, all that shit. They just did not get it. And how Colin became Colin Kaepernick he is today, like. It's crazy to me because at any point in time, the dudes that I, I know and I've known would have japped out. They would have went motherfucking crazy on these white people. And it would, and it's just been a natural reaction. Cause who the fuck is you? Why are you asking, again, why are you asking these, this white couple? They could have kidnapped Colin. Make it, make it make sense. Let's be real about it. You asking this white couple, are they okay? But look at Colin. This is a skinny ass mixed kid. Why aren't you asking, right, son, son, are you okay? You sure? Because you're with this, this white couple right here. Now, that would have been blatantly disrespectful because now you're judging them by his, by his skin color and theirs too. But they already did that. You started with his 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 parents. Hey, are you all right? You guys all right? Motherfucker, am I? Bitch, I'm standing right here too. I'm good. And the moment he, he answered that blatant ignorance and racist behavior, now his parents are like, well, somebody's. You really missed, you really missing it right there. You really not paying attention to what's going on in this man, in this boy's life at this time. You're really not understanding his blackness, who, the black man he is becoming. Yes, he's mixed. He's, he's a mixed breed. He's 50 and 50, but you really not understanding the, the consequence of him being black in America. Y'all really not getting that shit. So that ties into, again, the hair journey because they're not understanding that this man walking around with a wolf rope. Like, shit, if nobody show you how to take care of it, you just don't know. And with his mama being white, obviously most white women, and my mom worked in a white salon. So I was privy to this. I saw this close hand. Most white women don't know how to do black hair. And even when my mom would do my hair, I would go up to the salon, you know, after school, especially when I was in high school. And I would go up there and they would watch. They would literally 
if it wasn't nobody in the salon, you know, they they get in a group and talk and whatever. And my mom was like the favorite person. Um, and it wasn't because she was black. It was just like that was just her personality. But only black one in there. So she 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 straight shooter, she gets to you straight and wouldn't know no bullshit. And that's why they loved her. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you getting it from a black woman, a black perspective, right? So all the times that it was just my myself, my mom, and you know her coworkers, whoever was there that day. And you know we all kick shit, doing whatever. But they would literally watch her work with my hair. Now I've had my own hair journey, right? I've had relaxers. I've cut my hair all the way off three times. Um, I've had a fade. I've had waves. I've had um like the Halle Berry pixie type cut i've had you know the curly uh tapered fro type thing going on you know i've done the box braids the kinky twist um regular braids um right now i got locks so it my hair ain't shit to me my it'll grow back like it, it don't i don't give a fuck but for me to get to this point in my life and i'm 29 years old to not give a fuck about my hair and literally be like singing india india i i am not my hair like, I really don't give a fuck. And it took a while because the first time I cut my hair, um, I was in high school. And it just made me feel naked and insecure because, one, I never had short hair. And number two, like, y'all know kids are fucking mean, man. I was in, I was in ninth grade when I first cut my hair. Because mama cut the relax off. She was like, in order for my hair to grow and be healthy, you got to cut this relax off. So she just went on those. I agree with her, all right, whatever. She cut it off, and I was just so insecure, so and I felt so naked because, man, people gonna think I'm bald head. People gonna say uh, I look like a boy. People gonna say this. People gonna say that. And and people, some people did, but at in, at the end of the day, like I could post pictures on my Instagram. My hair grew back so fast. Even the second and third time I cut my hair, like my hair, uh, even my high school pictures, my hair was past my shoulders. It wasn't in the middle of my back, but my hair was long enough that it was past my shoulders. And it took me a while to accept that because understanding like your hair is, it just, it grows back. Who gives a fuck? It grows back. Whatever you want to do with your hair, that's your business. And if you cut it all the way off, it's going to grow back. And the way my hair grows, shit, it don't even fucking matter. I can cut it tomorrow. That shit will be back long. So it took me a long time to understand that. And then it took me a long time to understand how to work with my hair. Um, I still don't completely understand my hair texture because it can be curly and kinky sometimes. Um, I don't think I have bad hair. Um, and that's, that's another thing in the black community. We consider what, what we consider good and bad hair. Um, but for my grade of hair, I don't think it's that bad. You know, it's not really um, like... What they what would be quote unquote considered nappy and hard to work with and a struggle type of gray of hair. It's not that type of gray of hair. It's not like a super curly, um, I can just wet it and go type of curl either. Like it's it, I gotta work with it a little bit, but it's not it's not a struggle anymore, right? But it took me a while to understand my hair and how to work with my hair. So in saying in saying that, I understand Colin's journey with his hair. Um, because you don't know what to do with this shit, especially in the Afro stage. It's just like there. It's like, what the fuck? It's before this whole natural movement of natural hair products and natural looks and natural Afro and natural everything. This is way before all this natural movement, right? Um, so just not understanding what the fuck to do with this hair. It's here. I see it. I can feel it. 
it I can shape it, you know, but what the fuck? So he gets it braided. He feel like a new man. Um, finally got put in his place like, hey, you need to get that shit redone, you know. You can't be walking around like that no more. Gets it done again and um then his coaches feel some type of way. Now instead of his family taking up for him, they agree with his coaches like, Hey, you that don't look too professional, do it? Hey, you know, that doesn't look good as a player. You might want to cut that shit. So instead of them rocking with Colin and putting their foot down, like my mama would have said some shit. Like my mama would have came up to the school and like, what the fuck wrong with my kids here? Just because you don't think it's beautiful, just because you don't consider it professional, just because you don't think this, that, and the third doesn't mean it is. My child's hair is done. My child's hair is well taken care of. So either you're going to deal with it or you're going to deal with it. Point blank, point blank, period. Now, instead of his mom understanding that, because again, white people don't understand, they sided with their white counterparts. They sided with the coaches that said he need to cut it. They sided with the people that said he braids just don't look good. Um, and didn't take his, like his parents just to me just never took his side. Now, I don't know what their relationship is. Cause of course, I, I don't know this man from hearing back. Um, but just from watching this, it's like, you can have a sort of resentment towards them for not really taking his side and not understanding where he was coming from. Now, again, just, they just don't understand where he's coming from. They're not black. Um, but just siding with your child. Like, why would you force him to cut his hair or not have his hair braided? Why would you say, you know, why Michael Jordan um, is a great player is because he don't have to worry about his hair. He's bald. Like, what the fuck type of comment is that? Instead of you helping him figure out his hair and good, and it's a good thing his mom took him to a black barbershop and all that good stuff but instead of her embracing that and accepting that she took him to fucking super cuts and they super cut they fucked his shit up he, he looked crazy and not in the crazy like the crazy is a strong word that's a strong word he just he, you could tell you could he, she, she took him to super cuts and you could tell it just it just wasn't him. And obviously he wasn't feeling it because now you're trying to, it's not you're, you're trying, you are um, trying to bury his black side, bury who he really is. His hair is him. It's on him, but it is him. Now you're trying to bury it instead of embracing it. So it just, he went on his own hair journey and it's just like your hair tells a different story within itself. Whether you consider it good, bad, in between, ugly, whatever the case may be for you or what society thinks. It doesn't matter. Um, your hair tells its own story. And you should never let somebody um, dictate what what your hair journey is or what, what it says about you. Because, um, again, I done cut my hair off three times. I done had a whole fade. You would have thought I would do. I don't give a fuck. My I, my hair grow back, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, and what I had to understand um, about my hair and comparing it to what Colin Kaepernick went through about in his hair journey um, is that it's not always going to be what society wants it to be. It never will be. You just got to be okay with it within yourself and accept it and i really realized that today because i got my hair done two weeks ago right now with locks you can't really get them done that often or to thin out um so i waited because i went to i was in omaha and then when i had an appointment i canceled it because i wasn't back in indianapolis yet to my lactation so it was about i went about two months 
which is a long ass time um, before getting my hair done again. So my own family, my brother was like, yo, sis, you need your hair done. You got two hairstyles going on, which I did. I did have an afro at the root and then locks at the end because it was thick. It was thick up in there. It was thick at the bottom, baby. It was thick. So he making all these smart ass comments and comparing me to this, this and this. And it's just like, but why do you give a fuck? Why does it matter? Who cares what the fuck I look like? My hair not paying no bills. My hair not washing no clothes. Like, my hair don't do shit for me. It's just on my head. If I want to cut these locks off today and go back to a fade or go bald, because I know I look good bald because my mama went bald. I look just like my mama. When she went bald, she looked sexy. She looked good. She looked good bald. I look like my mama. Every time I cut my hair, I still look like my mama. We look good, boy. We look good, sexy, you know, with, with a fade or whatever. So, again, if I want to do that shit today, like, who gives a fuck? It don't matter. It, it really does not matter. So, why does me having my hair done matter? And why does it matter to you? You don't control nothing but you and your household. So, what I do over here... It, it doesn't, I want to say like it doesn't matter in a sense because it, it does because he's going to worry about me to the day, to the day I die um, or he die. Like he's just going to worry about because that's, that's my big brother. But it's just the sense of why does it matter to you? Why? Why does my hair not being freshly done, why does that matter to you? Why does my look bother you? Because I'm good. I'm not insecure about it. I'm not like, oh my God. Like I was kind of like, oh my God, I need my hair done. But at that point, it's just like, well, shit, I get it done when I get it done. When I got back, I was like, damn, I need to get it done. But then it's like, man, fuck it. it shit. My appointment come up, I go get it done. Like it's, I'm not rushing it. Right. But why does that matter to you? Why does my hair and the way it looks today matter to you? It shouldn't. And then I have to realize like, and it doesn't. But what you think doesn't matter to me. Because again, you don't control or have nothing to do with nothing over here. So until the day that you do, whatever have you feel, whatever the fuck you think, don't matter to me. I appreciate your love and your tough love. But at the same time, you can kiss my black ass. And I told him, I was like, but why are you worried about it? I asked him, I didn't tell him, I just asked him. He's like, why are you worried about it? He's like, because man, you just look like, you know, you look like, uh, what he say? He, he made me say I look like my grandmother, um, when she first cut her hair. And when she first cut her hair, she was rough because she still had patches of like her, she was going gray and she was still having like patches of black and it just didn't look right in the beginning because it wasn't shaped up either. But he was trying to compare me to that and it was just like, okay, and like you, you, you make a comparisons to make it seem like I'm gonna give a fuck. But at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And it's taken me, again, it's taken me a long time. I'm 29 years old. And I would say within the last 10 years, I've grown to understand who gives a fuck. Because if I don't give a fuck and you're not paying for my hair, why the fuck do you care? Motherfuckers is out here tripping. But who, who, who cares? Who gives a fuck? If I don't give a fuck, why do you? And that's, again, that's what, that's what society puts on us as women, especially as black women. If we don't look a certain way, then we're not presentable. We're not professional. I don't give a fuck. Are you going to pay my bills? Does, what does having my hair done and put in place in a particular way have to do with me doing my job? Have to do with me buying groceries, paying my bills, putting gas in my tank? Like, what does my hair have to do with any of that shit? 
And it's like I said, it's taking me a long time to understand that concept and comprehend that concept because I really wasn't getting it in the beginning. I was really feeling insecure and naked about it. But now it's just like, bro, who gives a fuck? Speaking honestly, who gives a fuck? And that's why I really, um, and it's, it's other reasons why I really connected with Colin in black and white. But those are the main, main reasons. Like I said, there's many more. I got a whole list written out here, but I don't want to make this a whole hour long show um episode trying to cut that shit down and try to you know cut that shit out but um i think that it's a great show i think that it's a great docuseries um and if you have not watched it already you should i don't care how you feel about colin um Kevin McNeely and all that nfl bullshit that he went through um just knowing why he is a man he is today that should help you a lot and then on top of that, the series also educated you on black culture. It dropped some gems in there. It dropped some gems on you that you might not have known. Even I didn't know. So it's, it's a great series to watch, man. And um, I'm glad he told the story. I mean, I literally got to the last episode and was like, damn, that's it. I got to the last episode and I was like, damn, that's it. Like I was wanting more. I was ready for more. But if you haven't already... Colin in black and white, please go watch that shit. I mean, I don't get paid to advertise. I don't get paid to talk about it, but I think it's a dope series. I think everybody should watch it. And I think that you will learn something not only about him as a man, um, who he is today, but also about black culture and, you know, the, the brilliance and the struggle of black culture and what makes us the blueprint. Um, and again, Speaking honestly, the moral of the story is create your own destiny. Don't let the world dictate your future, who you are, and what you can be. And that's it for me. That has been episode five, the review of Colin in Black and White. Um, Y'all can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok at Mohill Weekly. Uh, you can email me questions, comments, and concerns at mohillweekly at gmail.com i appreciate y'all sending sending notes if you want or topics y'all want me to talk about or go over i appreciate that love and support um thank y'all for listening and until next time this has been views from the hill podcast with me mohill and i'm hell peace thank you for tuning in to another new episode of views from the hill podcast i am mohill if you have not already done so please follow me on social media subscribe to my youtube channel and please rate review and share the podcast rate review and share the podcast thank you for listening again i am mohill and this is views from the hill podcast